Hello, Royfield here. Long time no speak. You're probably wondering, where is the next episode of 10 American Presidents? It is almost completed, but I've been saying that online for at least three, if not four months. And the truth of the matter is, the reason why the show is not complete is because I've been overtaken by events. And I am putting on a conference in New York on Saturday the 29th of June which I'd like to invite you to come if you live anywhere near the New York area. Now the conference is called Intelligent Speech and quite simply I put together a raft of people who are amazing thinkers and podcasters and it's an utter joy and a pleasure for me to have people like Mike Duncan, who did the uh, our second episode, the Washington episode, as our keynote speaker. Many of you will know him from the History of Rome and Revolutions podcast. He's flying over from Paris, where he now lives, to be at the conference. We've also got David Crowther from the History of England, Kevin Stroud from the History of English, Ryan Sitt from the History of Ancient Greece, Christine Chiapoti from Footnote in History, Heather Tysco from the Renaissance English History, Ben Jacobs from Wittenberg to Westphalia, Steve Guerra from the History of the Papacy, Eric Fogg from Reconsider, Myron Guza from the Cannonball, and Aziz Elzori from the History of Westeros. And there will be more speakers. So tickets are $80, and you'll get a whole kind of plethora of different talks from these great podcasters uh, throughout the day and you can pick exactly who you want to listen to at any one time and there will be round table debates it's going to be a lot of fun now because of that quite simply 10 american presidents have been slightly on hold however david petrusha who is a great friend of the podcast now he did fdr he also did theodore roosevelt for the election of 1964 and also the election of 1948 with Truman. He will be there in the flesh with me. We're going to do a talk. Uh, I haven't exactly decided what we're going to do. Maybe it'll be on um, how the presidency has changed or something, but David will be there because he's actually a resident of New York. So you've heard him on the podcast. Why don't you come along and see David and also pose a question to him. So If you've got a question about the American presidency, why don't you pop along to Intelligent Speech on June the 29th at the Centre for Social Innovation in New York. I will be chairing some other panels and some other talks. I'm going to be doing a talk with Corey Brett Schneider for Mid-Atlantic where we're going to look at the constitutional role of the president. Corey does have a book out at the moment. It's called The Oath and the Office a guide to the constitution for future presidents and has appeared on mid-atlantic a few times now and also will be having an appearance on 10 american presidents soon so Corey will be there i'll be there dave petrusha will be there and hopefully you'll be there again it will take place at the center for social innovation which is in new york in manhattan on june the 29th go to intelligent speechconference.com that's intelligentspeechconference.com uh, to go and purchase your ticket word, word to the wise um, I'd get them sooner rather than later because they are going rather fast it's going to be a whole day of thought provoking stimulating conversation when this is over I'll be able to finish finally Lincoln part 2 uh, but just to whet your appetite here is a little snippet of that episode 
Hi, it's Jonathan Putnam. I've been spending an all-American 4th of July holiday on Cape Cod with my family, enjoying fireworks and baseball and mini-golf. I'm excited that you're sharing the Young Lincoln episode of 10 American Presidents that Royfield and I have been working on for several months. And I'm also excited that my new Lincoln and Speed mystery is being published this week. My Lincoln and Speed series of historical mysteries features the young Lincoln and his real-life best friend, Joshua Speed, solving mysteries based on Lincoln's actual law practice as a kind of Holmes and Watson on the American frontier. My new book, Final Resting Place, is available everywhere books are sold, as are the two earlier books in the series, These Honor Dead and Perish from the Earth. If you're a real Lincoln aficionado, you'll have recognized that each of the titles are phrases from the Gettysburg Address. I hope you'll check them out. For more information, see my website, www.jonathanfputnam.com. And I hope you enjoy our podcast. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Mr. Pop. Abraham Lincoln, February 12, 1809 through April 15, 1865, was an American statesman and lawyer who served as the 16th President of the United States from March 1861 until his assassination in April 1865. This podcast is going to focus on the young Lincoln, roughly the first half of his life, the period of time when Lincoln was, in his own words, a piece of floating driftwood. My name is Jonathan Putnam, and I am a lawyer and author, the author of a number of books about the young Abraham Lincoln as part of the Lincoln and Speed mystery series. The books include Final Resting Place, Perish from the Earth, and These Honored Dad, all of which concern the life and times of Abraham Lincoln in the late 1830s, part of the period we'll be covering here today. Lincoln had a sort of complicated relationship with the Native Americans or the Indian tribes as he would have thought of them. And it started with some history that he learned when he was a very young boy. His grandfather, that is Thomas's father, who was also named Abraham Lincoln, was killed by an Indian in the late 18th century. The Indian who went ahead and was about to snatch Thomas away before one of their other relatives retaliated and killed the Indian. So Abraham grew up hearing this story from his father, Thomas, 
and uh, being very aware of Indian attacks. And there were a number of examples of Indian attacks on the white settlers on the frontier where Lincoln was living with his family. Of course, in the bigger picture, those attacks were dwarfed by the policy of the United States government in pushing the Indians further and further west by force if necessary, killing lots of Indians and dispossessing them of their tribal heritage lands. But it was definitely an issue that Lincoln was aware of. I think there's good evidence that Lincoln saw the humanity in the Native Americans. Much later, during the Civil War, he commuted the death sentences of a very large number of Indians who had been sentenced to death for murders that were committed during the Civil War. But at the same time, during his own service in the Black Hawk War, he came across the scene of several notable Indian atrocities, uh, places where Indians had killed and scalped a number of Lincoln's fellow white soldiers, and it's hard to imagine that that didn't have a big impact on Lincoln's psyche. More generally, the white settlers in the region, that is the western areas where Lincoln and his family were, Illinois and Indiana and Kentucky, had a little bit of a, a mixed relationship with the Indians. It was certainly at times transactional. That is, especially the first white settlers in areas, oftentimes the Indians in an area would outnumber the whites and there would be active and forth uh, between the two groups of people. What tended to happen though is as more and more white settlers poured into an area, they came into conflict with the Indians and the result was consistently over time the Indians being cleared out forcibly and pushed further and further west. So Lincoln has decided to become a lawyer. He has been admitted to the bar having passed the oral examination of a senior lawyer and being sworn in by two justices of the Illinois Supreme Court. And he is going to go into law partnership with a legislative colleague of his, John Todd Stewart, in Springfield, Illinois. The day 15th, 1837, it's a momentous day in Lincoln's life. It's the first day he shows up in Springfield. He rides into Springfield. All of his worldly possessions are contained in a couple of saddlebags that he is carrying with him. And he walks into a store right there on the town, the center square in town, which happens to be run by a man named Joshua Speed. This is the meeting of Lincoln and Speed. It's an episode in Lincoln's life that's very near and dear to my heart because my series of historical mysteries, the Lincoln and Speed mysteries, all spring from this meeting of the two men. Lincoln walks into the general store. He has just contracted with a carpenter to have a single-frame bed made, but needs everything else, needs bedding. He needs mattress, sheets, a cover, a pillow. He goes up to the shopkeeper and says, this is what I need. The shopkeeper, Joshua Speed, tallies the items in his head and says, that'll be $19. Lincoln's face falls and he says, I don't have it. If you credit me until Christmas time, perhaps I will be able to pay you back. But if I fail at being a lawyer, I'll never be able to pay you back. It is, Speed thinks, one of the least promising applications for credit he's ever received as a shopkeeper. 
Speed says, well, hold on a second. I have an extra berth in my bed upstairs. Because upstairs from the storeroom, uh, Joshua Speed's store, was a narrow room containing two double beds where four men slept. Two men in one bed and two men in another bed. And the person who had shared Speed's bed had recently left, and so there was an extra berth in Speed's bed. Lincoln drops his saddlebags, climbs up the back stairs to the bedroom, and pacing around on the floorboards above his head, and Lincoln comes down with a big smile and says, Well, Speed, I am moved. And that is the start of four years of the two men living together in the room above the Speed's general store, and it's the start of a lifelong sustaining relationship between Lincoln and Speed. This meeting between Lincoln and Speed comes an auspicious time for us to take stock of Lincoln's life so far. The meeting occurs, as it turns out, almost exactly halfway through Lincoln's life. Lincoln is 28 years old at the time of this meeting. He's actually 28 years and two months old. And he will die exactly 28 years to the day after he meets Speed. He meets Speed on April 15, 1837, and he is killed by the assassin's bullet on April 15, 1865. So Lincoln meets Speed exactly halfway into his life. And yet, if we take stock of where Lincoln is at this point in his life, he is so far from fully formed, so far from being the great emancipator, the great uniter that we know him in history. He has failed at a number of jobs. He is moving to town to, in pursuit of yet another job. He has been, in his own words, a piece of floating driftwood. He has been on the run, effectively, from the legacy of his father, not literally on the run, but uh, running away from, trying to make his own name in contradistinction to his father and trying to achieve things that he saw his father never able to achieve. And so I think if we were observers in the room, if we were in the Speed General Store watching Lincoln and Speed meet each other, and we were told one of those men is going to go on to do great things, we might well think it was going to be Speed. I don't think anyone would have identified at this moment, already halfway through Lincoln's life, I don't think anyone would have identified him as someone destined for greatness, someone who, you know, nearly 200 years later, people would be researching and writing about and thinking about. Welcome to the History of Rome. You too, my child. Hello everyone and welcome to the History of England. When Napoleon laid Boulogne for a year with his fat bottom boats and his grand army, he was told by someone there are bitter weeds in England. Welcome to the History of English Podcast.
Mike Duncan of the history of Rome and revolutions, David Crowther of the history of England, and Kevin Stroud of the history of English will all be in the same place at the same time at a day devoted to thought-provoking podcast infotainment. On June 29, from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., the Agora Podcast Network will be presenting the Intelligent Speech Conference in New York City. In addition to Mike Duncan, David Crowther, and Kevin Stroud, some of your favorite Agora Podcast Network hosts will also be there, including Royfield Brown of Mid-Atlantic, Ten American Presidents, and How Jamaica Conquered the World, Eric Fogg of Reconsider, Steve Guerra of The History of the Papacy Podcast, Claude Myron Guza of the Cannonball Podcast, Aziz Aldori of the History of Westeros Podcast, Raven of Tiny Vampires, and Benjamin Jacobs from Wittenberg to Westphalia. With all these amazingly talented individuals, you may be worried that there are too many for one day, but there will be three conference rooms featuring panels, talks, and laser tag. Okay, there will not be any laser tag, but definitely a full day of panels and talks from a dozen of the best podcasters on the planet. You can get tickets to the Intelligent Speech Conference by going to intelligentspeechconference.com. Mike Duncan, David Crowther, and Kevin Stroud, live and in person. Simply go to intelligentspeechconference.com. <laughs>